1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. As always, I'm Brian. And I'm Jason. Tonight, you guys, or I should say this morning, usually we're recording these things in the evening. This morning, we're coming to you with another epic guest, Mr. Rodney Yak Savage Hicks. Part of Wu Tungsten, Doomsday Tackle, Dakota Lithium Batteries, Deeper, Catch Products, and Never Lost. There Mr. you go. Mr. Hicks, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. How you doing? Absolutely, man. Yeah, we're doing good, good. man. How uh, are you, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. The weather finally cooperating, you know. Sun is out. Everything is looking good, man. Just got to get past all this rain. But besides yeah. that, everything's oh, great. No. <laughs> yeah. The rain's ridiculous. Yeah, buddy. It got hot out, too. It's muggy now. Yeah, it's All right, man. I knew it was going to do that. 
as soon as yeah. as soon as that weather broke, I knew it was going to get to nineties instantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just ran before we started this. I ran to get a little cup of coffee, and uh, yeah, man, it's already hot and steamy out there this morning. So, um, but um, so Rodney, why don't you tell us how you uh, you got in a kayak and started kayak fishing? Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so basically, man, um, I was looking for something to take up my time. I was doing a lot of things, you know, I wasn't necessarily happy about, uh, you know, Friday nights, you go out to bars, you hang out with your buddies. And I was doing it a little bit too often. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna go back to what I used to do with my uncle when we was kids. We used to go fish on the Fox River a lot. Oh, right on. So I went. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Walmart one day, just out of pure, like, I'm about to switch things up. Bought me a Mitchell spinning rod. <laughs> and uh, I went out. I went out, man. I went to Bussy Woods, bro, and I skunked. I skunked that place up every day. I mean, I skunked that place up for at least two years. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was on YouTube. I think it was when YouTube really started to get crazy with the kayak bass fishing. And sure. I see, you know. I see Chad Hoover on his kayak. I said, "What the?" Matter of fact, I think he was on a commander. That's how that's okay. how that's how long ago it was, right? He was on yep. a commander. And uh, I said, "Man, that's got to be cool, man." Because I'm tired of uh, standing on a bank. And about this time, I got four or five rods. I think my gear is up to par, you know. And uh, I talked to my wife and I said, "Hey, babe, I think I want to get a kayak." And after, you know, pleading with her and going back and forth, we finally get to Bass Pro Shop and I get a kayak. And I think that was 2015. Okay. I got, I got a kayak. Now, mind you, when I got the kayak, I never, never kayak fished before, period. And now I think it was 2016, beginning of 2016, when KBL hit the scene. Okay. And they had, they had their first uh, tournament at Shabana. Okay. So... Uh, I took that Ascend, I think it was a Ascend FS-12T, Okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. First time never been to kayak, first tournament, drove all the way out to Shabadon, man. Put the, drop the boat, skunked it up, man. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I think I have, I, I bought a, I bought a Lawrence, uh, I think it was a Lawrence Elite 4. Okay, yeah. You know? I've had one and, of those. Yeah, different, different. <laughs> They had the whole inside hole sonar type of deal. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was my first introduction, man. And that's why, you know, I got out and met all the guys from KBL um, at that shopping out tournament, man. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was 2016. Yeah, I think that's that's about the time they started up, I believe, from yeah. when, when we talked to Alan. It was, yeah, it was yeah 2015 or 2016, but I'm almost positive it was 16. Yeah, I think it. Was, I heard about them. It was 2015. That was us launching the internet uh, website, and then uh, I think 16 was the when they when they cracked that first tournament out there. And I've been I've been rocking it ever since, man. Since uh, 2016. Well, I I just met you at the Chicago Fishing Show for the first time uh, this past winter, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we chatted a little bit, and I was over in the Rocktown booth. You were looking for some stuff, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I'll get it for you, man. Let me let me go to the shop tomorrow morning. I'll pick it up. And I th- yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. going home that night. And I'm like, who is this Rodney Hicks dude? 
and uh, I went on. I I found your Facebook page, added you as a friend or whatever, and then I went to your YouTube page, and I remember seeing you fishing a KBL event, and you missed like a bunch of bass or something. Oh, and it, man, it was. Yeah. Uh, I think you put the title like the Mike Iaconelli freak out in a kayak or something <laughs> along those lines. And if you guys go search for Rodney's YouTube page, and it's like Rodney was Mike Iaconelli that day for sure. Man. And I'm like, like well, this dude is is pretty energetic. I like this guy, you know, and uh, we've run into each other quite a few times uh, here and there at events and stuff in between. And uh, it's been great getting to know you, man. You're just a, a super humble, laid back dude. And, uh, you know, you're out there, you know, chasing the dream. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, and then not only that, but I remember you were at uh, the NC this year mm-hmm. and uh, you had a video you put up on your Facebook page. Is that the one you showed me? Yeah, that was the one yeah. I showed. I showed Mr. Ricketts last night, and <laughs> I uh, loved it. and it and it it says something about you, man, because you were like, "I'm cold. It's been raining. Mm-hmm. Tired. I could have gave up. Could have went home." And mm-hmm. then you're like, "Boom! Hold up a just a slob of a bass, you know?" Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know that's the one thing I like about Rodney, man. He just he don't care. He'll just sit out there and he'll go for it until he succeeds man and he's a go-getter yep. so that's super super awesome man no doubt so man. we got kind of a similar background man five we started back in 2015 on an, a on a bass pro ascend it's, it's kind of my same same type of boat almost well you had to sit on top i had to sit inside but yeah same time frame man it's crazy how things happen to you over a short period of time relatively yeah. short yeah yeah for sure heck yeah, yeah man heck yeah well you fish uh you know, uh, we just had Susie Roloff on. Um, okay. Who she? She's, uh, a, she's a great angler, man. Yeah, she's a, she's a stand-up chick, man, uh, and she's mm-hmm. a great advocate sure. for the sport in general. But she runs Great Lakes kayak fishing, and you just came off uh, just recently had a, a first place finish in one of their events, man. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, at uh, the Long uh, Long Lake and Round Lake event. Yeah, it was a second stop of the uh, series. Um, which lake were you fishing for that? Oh man, long, long for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you want to run us through like what you were throwing and, you know? Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, so let's go. Uh, I had two days of pre-fish on that lake and, um, I was throwing a, uh, Bill Lewis rattle trap. Okay. And then, um, I alternate with that with a spinnerbait, uh, white chartreuse. Uh, I think it was the sling z from z-man okay yeah so i was throwing that and um i was getting bites on each one but i felt i got more consistent bites on a rattle trap and every time i get a bite on that rattle trap i get in in this grass i believe it's called curly pond leaf grass and it's real green real wavy like yeah and i, I figured i was like you know i'm getting bites every time i rip this grass so i kind of just like slow down on that and kept it moving, you know, figured out my other, oh, yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> we got another guest appearance tonight. Yeah, we got another, we got another epic guest. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, so I alternated between that's, uh, that router trap and that uh, spinnerbait, and I was like, man, I got... I'm getting consistent bites, so let me go ahead and not rip them all, man. And um, 
the thing is about Long Lake, it's a pretty decent sized lake, but it's like one of those community spot lakes. You know, sure. you got everybody that's going to come up to those points or that or that rock edge or anything like that. So it was like, I get there like, ah, oh, it's a guy already there, so I got to go around and come back and do all this and that. But on tournament day, man, um, I stayed with the rattle trap and. You know, every, it was one of those tournaments where everything went great, you know. That's hey, awesome. You don't get that too often where everything falls into place, and, and it did that day. And uh, I think I racked up 90 inches and um, took awesome. home big bass as well with uh, a 19 and a quarter inch uh, kicker. That's a good day of nice. fish, man. That's a yeah. good day of fish. That's a good day. I mean, uh, we, had, we were still having inconsistent weather at the time. I knew it was... Still, it was still postponed, but I knew they was moving up, you know, because we'll have warm days and then we got we have cold fronts. Yeah. So I knew they were moving, you know. Um, they weren't really quite up to the bank yet, but I know they was hanging around in that grass. And um, that rattle trap was that's that reaction strike that was the key. It was all on a reaction. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. That's slick. That's slick. Um,. Let's talk a little bit of catchboards. I don't think we've really talked catchboards with anybody here recently. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, how, did, how did you get involved with Duke and catch and all that good stuff? Um, you know what, man? Uh, ironically, I met Duke the same way I met you, man. I met him at the, uh, I think it was it was last year, I met him at the Chicago Fishing Show. Okay. And um, I was I think I was working at Deeper Booth that year. And I was able to get I was able to get away, and um, I ran up to him. I think he, it was him and his father, maybe another colleague or whatever. And I just uh, I talked to him a little while, you know, you know, shoot, shooting the fishing stories back and forth. And me and him just stayed in connection, man. I think we fished um, we fished a little bit together that summer, and uh, just earlier this year, man, he uh, asked me if I wanted to uh, come on staff with him, man. That's and, awesome. You know, you know, Duke Duke is another stand up guy, man. Super yeah. honest with you. Um and also he's a realist, man. And I, I I really like that. You know, that's a lot of guys out here that you don't come across that's, you know, straight to the point, you know, and they, they truthful with you. Sure. And I like about him. And you know, he's funny as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so um we he asked me to jump on a on a team and I was like, Man, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I'd be honored to do that, you know. So yeah, that's how that's how I mean with them, and now uh, it's been going great so far this year, man. Yeah, no, uh, I, I met Duke at the Chicago Fishing Show this past winter as well, and it was the same thing. Like I had chatted with him online because I had to make up my my catchboard, and he put uh, he put the paddle and fin logo on the uh, fence for me. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was like, uh, I saw some chitter chatter in the in the kbl group chat and uh he said something about he could do logos so i messaged him privately and i was like hey man like could you do my logo you know and he's like well you know if it's if it's too intricate you know it i might not be able to do it and i was like well let me send you an image and he's like oh dude paddle and thin like dude this is easy i got you and i yeah, was like all right man that, sweet that's dude that's yeah. dude yeah. yeah he's like i got this don't worry about it and i was like well thanks man you know um you know i'll promote it and you know if some of our listeners want to snatch up some of those catchboards you know hopefully it'll produce some business for you so um you know with that being said guys if you guys are listening and you're looking for a, a catchboard 
you want to put that paddle and fin logo on there hit up hit up catchco on instagram or facebook um you know hit up duke and uh he'll set you guys up man those boards are spectacular um yeah and it's not a gimmick no i have not had one bass jump off that board on me at all since i had it now uh, with that, now with that yellow hog throw, oh man, it was. Flip. If you yeah. go watch the video, like Brian was selling yeah. with the, with yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, right. that, that, that plastic hog throw was my. <laughs> it really was. Um, I don't know. I don't know because of different texture. I don't know what it was, but those when those fish on that catch board, man, they stay on there for some reason. They usually do. I've had one flip off recently, and uh, cost me an iPhone. But we won't go there. <laughs> that was at the flw kbf event but that was my fault man i i had my my catch board on my lap i got lazy should have had it on the floor of my boat and i mm-hmm. had the mm-hmm. fish on there was holding it with the left hand going to type in the measurements with the other one and the fish just kicked hit the bottom of my phone and up in the air and into the water it went so uh. Yeah, yeah I crazy. always have my board on my lap. I never have it on my boat, especially on the blue sky. The the biggest problem with that was is I had a waterproof case tethered to my life vest for my <sighs> phone, but I had taken my phone out because I was like, man, this thing's too bulky. I put it on my vest purposely the night before, and then guess what happened? So, needless to say, I got a setup now where my <laughs> phone is uh, tethered to my vest at all times, but. <laughs> But no, man. Those the, I mean, it's crazy with the cradle on the catchboard, man. Those fish just sit in there and they don't want to move most of the time, you know. Um, even even when we were just up in Madison and I was catching smallmouth, man, big smallmouth were just chilling. They, you know, had no issues with smallmouth jumping off that board whatsoever. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in the catchboard, go check those out. It, uh, it's K E T C H. Um, and then another thing that Rodney's part of is never lost gear. I would definitely pick up a never lost tether to go along with that. But, um, I'm not, you were talking, they got rod leashes and stuff as well. Right, Rodney? Yeah, man. They got, they got, they got the whole shebang. They got rod leashes. They got, uh, kayak, uh, paddle leashes utility leashes especially for guys like you who got they got the utility leashes help you out with the cell phone or a gopro if you don't want to drop your gopro off the side of the boat like some people i know that yeah they have in the past uh, yeah mr j randall yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he should have had a never lost he should have never had a, a never lost uh utility leash man well i give him a heart I give him a hard time because he's on Savior Outdoors, and Savior's got that little bobber thing that screws onto oh, your yeah. GoPro. They do. And he didn't have one on that one. So uh, it was kind of funny when that all went down. And uh, uh, our previous host, uh, Scotty, you know, was like, hey, shouldn't have Jay had a, had a Savior Outdoors device on that thing? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I should remind him of that. So anytime <laughs> I bring it up, he gets all flustered and pissed off, but that's all right. <laughs> it's just Jay. It's just Jay. We love Jay. Jay's a good dude, man. But uh, He is. He is. Um, what about Dakota, man? Dakota Lithium. We haven't had anybody on that's on the Dakota Lithium team either, man. They're coming out with some cool stuff, man. I um, For sure. They, they have that power box that's got the yeah. lights and everything on it. That's pretty slick, man. 
that power box is awesome, dude. I've um, got that on my radar. Keep my GoPros charged and stuff like that in right. my iPhone. Because I like to use the, the GoPro app on my phone, but it just kills your battery. Yeah. Right? Yep. It just smashes yep. your battery. So I'm looking heavily at that Dakota Lithium power box for sure. Hey, man, get it, man. You you would not regret it, man. It's a, a fantastic investment. I even had it on my New York trip. I just recently came back from New yeah, York uh, yeah. with the family, bro. And I had the power box with me because I was using my GoPro. And, was, you know, we out there walking, you know, charge yeah. your cell phone on it, you know, put my GoPro dude. I use it every time I'm out fishing, too. How many batteries and, can you fit inside that? I heard maybe two or three. Is that correct? It, 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 you can put either one of their batteries in there or you can put uh, any other brand battery in there, but I recommend putting their battery in there. I got it right here, honestly. Yeah, let so, me see that. Yeah, there we go. How much does that weigh? This right here, oh, man, I think this thing is about, that's a good question, bro. I believe it's about. Under five? Under it's, under, it's definitely under five. I think I want to say it's right around three. Oh, oh wow. that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Wow. Right around three, yeah, man. But uh, it's uh, twelve volt temp, uh, temp amp hours, man. That thing gonna run all day. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to use it for your GoPro and that power box, bro, just make sure you supply a heck load of micro SD cards. Cause as far as juice, you ain't got to worry about it, man. So it's it's really all time, all day. Uh, That's awesome. Power, man. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's super slick, man. I um, I got just a cheap, like, Vexlar battery, and that thing weighs yeah. a ton. And mm -hmm. uh, I use that to run my um, my Garmin 9-inch. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I usually get 10 hours out of it, but it's the weight thing, you know? Like, lithium yeah. batteries are so light, you know, and uh -huh. it's not only that, but I know... They make a bigger deep cycle battery for running trolling motors and stuff in Torquitos, right? Well, Torquito yeah, comes with a battery, but... Torquito comes with a battery, but yeah, Dakota Mom, actually, they got a battery that you can run. And I think um, one of my buddies, um, David Brooks, used that battery at the National Championship, bro. He said it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's like, I think it that battery weighs like, I think when I looked at it, it's like 36 or 40 pounds. Whereas mm -hmm. I think my normal deep cycle battery is like sixty five. I mean that's a yeah, lot of weight you're crazy. cutting out. That's of there, a lot of that's right. a lot of weight you put on that boat, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't help that I'm you know a freaking giant and weigh like two hundred and sixty pounds, you know. So, you know, anywhere I can cut weight definitely helps, you know. Yeah, but that's saying a lot about how these kayaks are built, man. Yeah, that, absolutely. That is for sure, man. That is for sure. Like I tell everybody that comes into the kayak shop up there at Rocktown, you know, it's like you'll fall out of these boats before before you tip them over. I said when it comes to fishing kayaks, stability's in mind for the fishermen. All fishermen want to stand and fish out of their boats, be able to move around, things like that. So um, you'll you'll pretty much fall out before you tip it over. Or you got to be in some pretty gnarly weather to, to get that boat to tip. So um, Really gnarly. Yeah, I would say really gnarly and really gnarly and kind of inexperienced as well. You know, mm. when you out there, it does get chopped. You just got to know what to look for. And then you got your recreational boaters out there who want to go out there and go tubing. And, you know, yeah. you got waves hitting you from left to right. You just really got to know uh, how to maneuver around out there. So you know, a little bit of experience. Too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you got to stay calm. You freak out. You're, you're going to go swimming. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
swimming mm-hmm. real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one okay. I'm interested in talking to you about. You're part of Doomsday Tackle, and I know I mm-hmm. got some of their creature baits, man. Like, how did that all come about for you? And what's kind of some of your favorite baits that they make? Oh man, so uh, Doomsday Tackle, man. I've been with them for four years. Uh, that's they really gave me a that's like probably one of my first partnerships and they really gave me a shot and I just got so much respect and loyalty for that company uh, they based out of Chatham Virginia um, the uh, the owner of that you know the owner he's the owner and he also is the uh, big creator you know Will Stewart you know shout out to Will Stewart man um, yeah. great guy man comes up with some crazy um um, patterns on his on his lures, but um, yeah, I was with them for uh, four years. I got with them four years ago, man. I, I would say my favorite bait and my most consistent bait. I have two, honestly. It's the uh, Roku 5.4, and that's the that's the like the uh, that's the um, straight or Cinco style worm, I should say. Okay. But it's uh, it got it's five sided. And it's uh it's it's packed with salt, man. It's actually really small, skinny in diameter, but it weighs more than a, a cinco itself. Okay. But the great thing about it is you can rig. It, it was it was brought to mind to do the Nico style fishing. Okay. But yeah, so it, it's 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 heavier than a cinco, but it just don't got that fat diameter profile that a Cinco has. Sure, sure, sure. And it got that smaller Japanese style. You know, you can really finesse it. You can, I like to do a wacky rig, man. And I, I, I skip that thing underneath docks, and that's the key, dude. I, I tear them up that way. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, my second bait they came out with um, last year is their swim bait. Okay. It's the, uh, yeah. The shadow. The yeah, it's the little boy. It's just called a little boy. Yeah, and I was just looking at their product. They got some. That's one bait on a chatter bait. Man, is money. Um, it's money. Um, it's a it's a little wider, fatter profile with the rear body. So instead of having that tail that's flapping like that, because having that flatter, wider profile, it gives that that's one bait a wobble like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you put that chatterbait on there, man, and it intensifies it, and it's it's awesome, dude. I call pike. I, my actually, my uh, personal best trophy pike came off of that swim bait up in uh, Pewaukee last year that you see on oh, my Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That that musky. I'm sorry, that musky came off of that uh, off a of chatterbait with that uh, doomsday um, swim bait on there. Nice. Yeah. Give a shout. Take a look. Yeah, at man. Yeah, I'm looking at that Roku now. I see what you're talking about. It's a little skinnier diameter, and um, yeah, it's like instead of being round, it's got like squared off sides, right? Yeah, and that was that was that was um, made intention to graph more sunlight, so you can so that so that so that worm will be more visible when it's uh, going down in a water column. It you know, however it goes down, you grabbing light from you know from the from the sun and it it kind of vibrates or entices that worm as it goes down just to make it more visible to the fish you know gotcha but it, Dude, look mm-hmm. at the uh look at the doomsday sea shad that's oh, yeah, probably that's the a... best shad imitation i've ever seen in my life on a bait 
Yeah, man. Now that, that was uh that was designed from a Tennessee Chad, man. That's uh it's a drop shot. You can use it for a drop shot. I've seen guys actually put it on a scrounger head as well. It's got it's got the foil in there. I mean, when a shad flips to the side, it looks it's it's texture is so shiny, man. That I mean, that's spot on. Even the body shape. Look at the body shape. Yeah, yeah. If I was a oh, fish, I'd eat it. I'm just saying. It's spot on, man. Heck yeah. There goes my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> right there, we'll add that one. Yeah. Right. I know I got I got some of the devastators, man. I love like crayfish patterns. Like that's one of my like go to oh, yeah. clutch things. I know I got some of those devastators and the uh the Reapers. Uh the I was three looking at those I think too. it's the three point twos, but um Yeah, yeah the, man. It it it's three point twos are the three point twos are awesome, man, if you want that finesse, but I would say definitely go with that three point eight. I love three point eight. Just that extra length. You can yeah. put it on your regular size jig and it's crucial man for sure how are the movement on those are they pretty good i mean they're pretty it's, it's you know what the movement on there is really subtle you talked about the is reaper yeah, yeah yeah it's real it's real subtle yeah John, look at the uh tentacles on the mauler too those front appendages i bet those get yeah. some yeah man all right it catch that catch a lot of water too those maulers catch a lot of water um i peg it on a a three-eighths ounce tungsten weight or whatever type of weight you want to peg it with and, and go flipping with it, man. Those appendages, they move, man. It, it's a, it, They look great underneath water. I can just tell you that. That's awesome. So his wife told me to put some money back for vacation, so I went ahead and had those for cart. <laughs> 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 We're going to – vacation money's going to be a little short this month. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, hon. I had to talk to Rodney Hicks. I had, uh, I had to get a tire fixed. Yeah. <laughs> had to pull out a second mortgage, you know. Oh, that's funny. That's hey, have, funny. hey, off topic, but how many of you guys, you know, you got a, a box come to the house and your wife look at you like, how much did that cost? Oh, baby, don't worry about it. It was sent to me. It was, it was, it, it yeah. was free. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm sponsored. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All the whole time you drop like $200. <laughs> I think I'm the sponsored dude on this planet. As many boxes come to this house. I always I always get the text message. It says, a package arrived for you, dot, 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 and then nothing. Right. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I didn't beat her home, man. I didn't beat her home. Crap. It's like when you're a kid trying to get trying to beat the mailman before the report card. Yeah. The house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. Uh, I know some dudes that have uh, have their stuff shipped to their work office. Yeah. So the, the work area, you know, corporate careers and this this big box of lures will come there like, hey man, <laughs> gotta work, keep man. it from the wife. <laughs> yes. yeah. Buy buy me oh, some time before the, the credit card real, statement man. shows up, you know? Oh, that's too funny, man. I that's... pay my wife off. She doesn't give me any crap, honestly, if I want to go buy something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did back-to-back -back tournaments. I was gone two weekends in a row. And, you know, Ooh. I paid her off with the new Michaels Corpus. So I said, here you go. There you go. There, there you go. go. You got you got to come correct, man. Yeah. She was just <laughs> great to say something. I pull out that purse. I didn't. I still haven't heard anything about that. Nice. She's been silent for a while. So just got to pay him oh, off. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone the next two weekends, so I di I didn't even have to buy the purse, man. I just took the wife out for a nice dinner last night, so I'm in the clear for the next two weekends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, but uh, yeah. So, are you gonna? So I know Rodney, you you're fishing mostly Great Lakes. Are you fishing some of the KBF trail stops this year? 
Um, probably not. Um, that KBF trail stop I did, I was at the Madison event. Yep. And um, dude, I'm still I'm bummed about that. I I I. I I don't even want to talk about that tournament, but yeah, that's probably the only one I do. Um, that was with the um, Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah, that was the Great Lakes, but it was uh, I think it was a KBF Trail Stop, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, I'm not I'm not too familiar with how they trail stop, uh, what their next trail stops are going to be, but if it's something local like that, I'll probably do it again. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the next one is. Uh... It's uh, the weekend of the th- July thirteenth. It's in Iowa on the Mississippi River. Mm, so okay. It's not close, but it's close enough compared to some of the other stops. I was curious. I didn't know if you were going to fish some more of those, or or if you were just fishing the one in Madison just because it was part of the Great Lakes. Well, it was part of the Great Lakes, and it was, it was close. You know, that was only uh, three three hours away from me. Yeah. Not even probably two and a half hours away. And um, but uh, more like you said, most of their tournaments are so you know spread out. Like Ohio, I think that's what six hours, um, if I'm not mistaken, from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, nah, that's that's kind of cutting it too close. You know, I'm off every other weekend, and then you know, trying to do that family time and try to do other type of tournaments. Man, I just, it's just not in my schedule. So I, I pretty I stay with the Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series. You know, I'm trying to get a KBL tournament in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's I'm Great Lakes and uh, KBL if I can. Yeah. How right far on. away from Michigan are you? Uh, I heard I was about four hours, maybe four five. Hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it depends where you're talking in Michigan, because you're you're in Palatine, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 So he's he's closer to the city. Me and okay. me and Mr. Rodney are probably I don't know about an hour from each other 45 minutes to an hour gotcha you know it takes really maybe oh yeah 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 it depends on traffic you know good old Uh chicago traffic you know once you get out this way it's you know you're kind of in the sticks rolling through cornfields but you know (laughs) by rodney you know it could traffic can stack up real quick in that area but uh sometimes it depends it depends yeah uh, you go down the right road, you'll end up in some cornfields out here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, that's true, too. That's true, too. But So uh, what's, what's kind of like your favorite go-to technique? When you get to a new body of water and you want to start finding some fish, what are you tying on? What are you throwing? I'm tying on a, I'm tying on a Bill Lewis rattle trap, man. Nice. That's what I'm throwing on. Um, I'm comfortable with it. I can sling it a country mile. Uh, I could cover water quickly, and uh, if it's fish out there on the reaction, I could grab them. Yeah. So, yep, that's what nice. I'm going. That's my that's my go-to. So, a certain color? Or is it? Is it, I'm not familiar with that one, so you have to forgive me. Is it just I, one color? Or? Um, I, I do multiple colors. I don't, I don't have a, a color favorite. Um, I just yeah. try to stay with like a shad pattern. You know, yeah, try to right match the forest like a white greenish. You know, maybe got a little bit of orange on the belly or a bluegill pattern or something like that. Nice. So, are you mainly uh, mainly a power fisherman then? Are you yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, one of my favorite, you know, bass fishermen was Kevin Van Dam for a long time. That's the way he power fished, man. It was like it's on, you know. You know, yeah. power fishing is is it's it's dope, man. And I'm I have patience, but to sit there and throw uh, weedless bait 
yeah. all day is uh, it's it's mind blowing. You I mean you really gotta have patience like that national championship event down there in, uh, on uh, Caddo and those other lakes in Louisiana. And uh, Brian, I don't know if you was there, but that whole that whole tournament was on a wheelers Cinco Bay, yeah, pitching wow. it to streets for two days. I man, you mean you had to be mentally and physically focused to do that, and that's and it's really tough. And I, that's not something that I would rather go out there and throw a rattle trap or. Uh, chatterbait or you sure. know squirrel bill, you know. Yeah. That's having you know continued motion with the cast instead of just sitting there and casting and waiting until you possibly feel a bump. You know? Yeah. Right. No, I know Jay's the same way, man. He's you know he's a huge power fisherman, and uh, you know I I mean I was a power fisherman for a long time, and then you know recently I started getting into the finesse game just to just to have a wide variety of techniques and stuff I throw, you know, mm. and I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I think usually if I'm, if I'm going out, I'll start throwing a chatterbait, chatterbait or a swim bait. And yeah. then uh, if I dial like a good pot of fish on and I got to switch up to finesse, you know, I'll, I'll do so. But, um, I'm the same way, man. Finesse fishing can get grueling sometimes, especially oh, if, definitely. Especially if there's not a hot bite for it, and it's a fish every hour or something, you're just like, man, mm-hmm. this is brutal, brutal. It is. It, it really is brutal, man. Oh my god, you know. But uh, it's a time. It's a time and place for it, you know. And I, I always have two, you know, spinning setups, set up either a Ned rig or sure. um, a wacky rig, you know, because it is a time and place for. It, especially you got a lake where they got docks on it. But yeah. I'm okay. Okay with the finesse fishing if I can visually see something that I could toss it at. Sure. Mm-hmm. But by being in an open body of water and you know using your electronics to and throwing a uh, a shaky head on a hump, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. if I see a lay down or definitely what I definitely my favorite thing is like if I see docks, I'm gonna skip that sinko all day. Yeah. You know, but that's like a power fishing technique. Yeah. But it's you oh, know, yeah. it's using finesse. You know. Sure. 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 Totally I was a power fisher too, and and I switched to finessing, um, and I've landed a lot more fish. And and for me, I'm probably one of the few that I've never had any luck on on a chatterbait. I think I've mm. caught, especially in the rivers. I think I only landed. Yeah, I actually about three weeks ago, one smallmouth on a chatterbait. But you know, this just a few days ago, I've been uh, a buddy's talking to me trying to get me into the jig game right so i ordered a bunch of jigs and threw it out there and you know i nailed that 17 on a jig and i said oh man you know because there's it at least here when it gets so daggone hot man um they're they're up under the banks you know they're in really tight cover and you cannot power fish (laughs) you know so there's definitely time in a year um but uh i i found that finesse fishing is really working for me i i think probably out of the out of 10 fish nine of them have been on finesse fishing this month where nice. to go yeah right on it's always it's always dope to add another weapon to your uh to your technique man it, yeah. it, only, it only makes you a better angler you know at the end of the day oh heck absolutely yeah. you have to commit i committed to this entire one weekend i just said hey i didn't bring anything but two rods one of them was a spinning one was a casting i said all i'm fishing is soft plastics this whole weekend i didn't bring nothing else but soft plastics yep. so i was mm-hmm. forced to use what i had and figure it mm-hmm. out you know yeah. And 
I was throwing the fluke. I, the second cast, I threw a fluke. I thought I was hung up because I like to I like to pitch really heavy cover too, mm-hmm. and I, I just yanked on it. Man, I pissed that fish off because he just shot. I was like, oh <laughs> man, I thought I was hung up. And he, you know, <laughs> batty fourteen on there. Nice. You know, and I was like, dang man. So there yeah, that's there awesome. you go. Yeah, it's uh, that's something we always try to promote on here, man. Like pick three techniques a year and just kind of dial those in and add to the arsenal you know it's it mm. like you said rodney it's only going to make you make you a way better fisherman if you got all that stuff in the toolbox man so yeah yeah that's cool man i've uh yeah. i've been working the shaky head lately that was one of them and i've been doing there really go. good with it you know yeah absolutely and, uh, yeah yeah i dig it and it's it's good only to bring a couple rods, right? I yeah. Mean, I'm, I'm a guy who has multiple rods, and I like, if I'm tournament fishing, I'll bring multiple rods so I don't have to spend time tying lures, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But it's also good to just go out and only bring two and learn how to tie those damn lures fast yep. in case yeah. something happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a skill. I don't think a lot of people understand that. You need to be able to switch lures really fast, get your knots down, get it back in the water. Mm-hmm. Just bring a couple rods and spend time practicing doing that, mm-hmm. you know? You'd be yeah. amazed how much of a better angler you'll be. Hey, yeah, you're right about that. You know, I got, um, in the beginning, man, I used to bring, I still do, but I, I carry seven rods to my tournament, seven rods. Same. And same. I, I, I guess about four or five of those rods got braided on it. I'm on Tana Florin Car Lever to, uh, Flora Car Ren Lear to it. Mm-hmm. And I was finding myself taking entirely too long to retie that leader. Or I'm trying to, use this knot for this presentation, this knot for this presentation. I just simplified the whole thing. So I had about seven rods. I got two rods that I actually use braid, and I fished those straight braid. Um, nice. Everything else is fluorocarbon. Um, my spinning my spinning guy, of course, my spinning guy is going to have braid, but I'm still going to tie that fluorocarbon leader. But mm-hmm. I, 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 I committed to tying that uni knot on that fluorocarbon leader, and I committed to just going straight polymer, man. Let's do the polymer. It's, you know, you bow, 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 you know, yep. it's done. And, yep. you know, I'm not about to, or I can't remember the name of this knot. I think it's called a Smith knot, but you uh, do it like almost like a clinch, but you uh, bring it up this way and you uh, drop it down and just go around a bait like that and loop it back through that hole and, and sink it down. And that's a really strong knot and it's very quick. So like you were saying, Rickets, man, just having something out that way you can adjust to really quickly, it, it definitely, you know, plays, you know, has place out there too, for Absolutely. Sure. I carry seven, uh, uh, same, same way, man, I carry five casters and two spinners all the time, right? If I'm mm-hmm. tournament fishing, I have seven rods. Um, I use the double uni knot and then I use Palomar knot uh, combined, you know, into time on leaders and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. I've got it, you know, when I first did the double uni, man, I've just, these weren't working you know i was like man this yeah. is difficult but now i'm like well those it, fingers it actually... look like sausages bro <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are man hands buddy <laughs> you need to ask your wife about them oh jeez! shots fired shots fired jeez so, but now uh for instance one of the outings uh two weeks ago i Somewhere in my, in my spool, my my braid was. I only throw straight bla- or braid and and four carbon leader. I, I don't have anything else on my my rods. Uh, somewhere I got snagged. My my line was snagged and it busted off, and I saw the line floating on the water, you know. And I was able to just 
patch it up real quick, get it back in here in case there's a fish on it. Luckily, there was not, and I was able to go ahead and correct it after that. But those skills, man, they go a long way. There's a lot of different situations where you needed to learn that, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of similar to Rodney, man. I used to run braid uh, floral leaders and all that stuff, and I really simplified it this year too, man. I put, I spooled all my rods, well, not all, but um, I think I got three reels spooled up, with braid just straight braid that i'm using for like top water uh sometimes i'm running straight braid for a chatter bait uh things like that and then um even my spinning rods man i run straight i don't i think my spinning rods i don't know if it's a hundred percent floral it's uh it's the p-line floral clear line i've been using I have some of that too and i think it's like a floral coated mono or something um, it's something like that yeah, yeah it's like a, but i know I, that i was familiar with a copolymer i believe that's what they was calling yeah it long yeah and uh i picked that stuff up when i was down at nickajack because i had i had had a respool rod and it was cheap and man i'm really digging that stuff man on my spinning rods for the finesse um i'll usually run an eight pound eight pound in that and uh you know running a ned rig or uh mm. senko or you know whatever um uh mm. you know i've just kind of simplified it and i'm always straight polymer not that's the only knot i ever use just mm. because it's fast simple and easy you know when you want to save some time especially in that tournament scenario you know every second yeah. counts you know absolutely so, it does um yeah, you I, could tie Palomar pretty fast. I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's really effective. And actually, I think on my jigging rod, I do run straight braid. There's no leader on that. Yeah. Um, the P line, I like the P line, and, and I like the river fish. But the rivers here have been blown out for six weeks straight, right? Yeah. So I haven't been able to do that. I'm spending a lot of time lake fishing. Um, but in the river, the P line was letting me down left and right. I had to get rid of it, and then I upgraded to 20 pound um, fluorocarbon from American Tackle, the Bushido fluorocarbon. Yep. Mm -hmm and that's that's a game changer and that's not just because i'm sponsored by them i mean that braids or, or that fluoro you can't get it because it's always out of stock right everybody's buying it up as soon as it comes out and they even came out with 300 uh 300 yard spools now and oh, um wow. it, it's always out of stock because people buy it but it's legit super it's super durable man i love it so it it can even hold up if you're a river fisherman it'll hold up pretty good on rivers too so yeah buddy just a little Brian plug there. He's got me saying, yeah, buddy, all the time, man. My wife's like, yeah, buddy. It's catching on, man. It's catching yeah. on. I, you you say, know, yeah, buddy, one more time. Now my son's saying it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah buddy. buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> what was that? Larry the Cable guy when everybody would, would say, get her done. That's oh, all yeah. I heard for like yeah. every day from everybody. Yeah, was, I'm start. Yeah, I'm starting the yeah buddy trend. So yeah, you got it. It's, it's all right. good, hey, buddy. Man, come up, come up with a t-shirt, man. You got to get a t-shirt. Oh, I don't think yeah, buddy. Yeah, I we we had one, we had one, but uh, they it only ran for a couple weeks. And it says yeah, buddy on the back, but I think uh, we need to permanently put that in the arsenal. But uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah I grab, I, I grab one for sure. Oh yeah. I'm trying to grab yeah. one of the Dakota shirts you got on and that hat, man. Those are oh, dope. Man. Yeah, that hat is dope, man. So I got that swag, man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like I I like that style where they put the logo off to the side, you know, Me instead too. of 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam, See, bulky right there in the middle. I don't have hair, so I wear hats like hairstyles. I got like 50 hats. So, Dakota, let's talk, man. I need one of them hats. <laughs> I talked I talk to, talk to one of my guys, but you see if I can get you one out there, man. It's yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. I would love it. So uh, I'm not familiar with this, man. You're on the you're on the deeper team. What is deeper? I, I'm not familiar. Deeper is a castable sonar, buddy. Um, they based out of Lithuania, so okay. basically, um, it's a it's a wireless sonar. You know, tied up to your ride, and you cast it out there, and you use your phone or your tablet. It, it come it got a signal Wi-Fi inside it, so you can actually cast up to I believe 250 feet and still get a reading from. From your sonar to actually map out an entire lake, uh, you can map out a river. You can put it on your kayak. It comes with a trans. It's come with a transducer arm as well. You can put it right on the side of your kayak, man, and uh, use a tablet like I do. You can and you can map that whole lake out just like you're using a Lawrence or a Raymarine unit or anything like that. Uh, it got a. Uh, it's the size camera. of a baseball too. They're, I it's mean, the size of the baseball. The size yeah. of the baseball is it's three ounces. You know, so yeah. uh, I will rec- I will recommend actually throwing it on some type of a heavy action ride or a swan bait ride or something like that with braid. Um, but uh, it's a cool little device, man. Um, I was just using it the other day. I was uh, out in Buffalo Grove mapping out a lake. Now that's where it really shines. You know, um, if you're a guy who you know, fish uh, small reservoirs or, you know, small lakes and ponds and you want to go out there and actually see what that bottom structure really is, man, throw in a deeper, a deeper Pro Plus. Um, the the, uh, the picture that you get on your phone or your tablet is fantastic. It actually has vegetation. You can see vegetation. You can see the fish around that vegetation. And it, it has the key essentials, the water depth. It has the uh, water temperature. You know, and it just has a bunch load of small other little things on that app that you can use on your uh, on your day out on the water. And that app is completely free. So if if, if you're looking at getting a deeper and you're not too sure, you want to see how the technology look, just go on um, the Apple or uh, Android or store, whatever it is, and download that deeper app. And you can run a simulator right there, and it shows you exactly how it looks when you are using it on the water. Those are sub $200 too, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, you can find so- them. You can find them on Amazon. You know, uh, Dix Pro, Dix, Dix. Uh, I don't know about Bass Pro Shop, but definitely Dix, Cabela's, uh, Amazon for sure. Yeah. Yeah, right on. So I see him. I see him all the time. Field and Stream. I'm blessed here in Cincinnati. We have Field and Stream, Cabela's, Bass Pro, um, all around us. So we we get to pick whatever. They're all within driving distance, and I always see that deeper. And I don't own one personally, but I've seen it mm-hmm. all the time. And I've done a lot of research. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I, I really want one of those because I mean, it, let's say you're on a budget for a fish finder. Um, yeah. So you're lower end units like your your Garmin um, clear views and stuff like that. Uh, the mm-hmm. little four inch clear views. Um, but that deeper man, you cast it out two three hundred feet. You bring it in, and you if you work it like you were to like a fishing zone man cut it cut a cut a section yeah. of water and just dice it up you know yeah uh you could really get all that stuff man and you're right you really like I've, I've looked on youtube i've watched the apps it was it's, it's weird that you actually are talking or that we brought it up but finding out that you were uh, part of that program because now mm-hmm. you know i can ask you some more questions because i've this is something i've wanted for a long time and they run deals yeah. on them sometimes i see them like a hundred bucks you know I'm like that's yeah bad. yeah yeah, for sure. Uh, we just introduced the new one, which is the uh, deeper chirp. 
Um, it's the deeper uh, style church technology that they just introduced, so that should be hitting the shelves pretty soon. Yeah. They have they have an entry level, which is the uh, deeper start, um, I, and I believe that one is uh, sub uh, one fifty. I believe that comes in about one twenty nine. So they uh-huh. float, right? They float on top of the surface. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So for all you river guys out there, this is definitely something that you would probably mm-hmm. want. You know, you could throw it up river and let the current bring it down, uh-huh. and you're going to see anything along in its path. Yep. So that's actually what I wanted to use it for because I'm, I'm a huge river dude, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, that would be money right there. That would just be That's money. exactly how I was using it because I had, a, I had a little bit of a breeze out here on the water a, little, a few days ago. I just cast it towards the wind. I mean – the wind not going to deflect. The thing is three ounces, so you can cast it where you want to cast it, right? So I, I just absolutely. cast it, cast it up current and just let it drift all the way down. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that ego, that ego. The fact <laughs> that they made it floating is is killer too, because if you ever cast it, snap off for some odd reason, you're not going to lose it. You know, it's, no. it's going to be there on the water. That's absolutely. key. Absolutely. Um, what else it shines about it? Um, it only takes uh. Put it into the USB port. You know, the thing only it only takes two hours to charge to get a full charge. And, What's the uh, battery life on it? Like, how long does it run? The battery life on it is four hours. Nice. Okay. It's four hours. So you pair um, that up with the Dakota Lithium Power Box and your money all day, you can keep it charged. There you go. There you go. Damn. Because I, I was going to say the, the only, because everything has a pro and a con, right? So the only con is that the app will, like any other app on your phone, will drain that battery. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's the that's the only con about it. So uh, if you're having something like a power box or having some type of uh, power supply to keep your phone charged while you're out there, man, you go all day. Yep. So for, you know, my power supply, I always use a Nokia um, for my, I have a Lowrance Elite TI-9. <clears throat> nice. And the way I have nice. it set up, I use the uh, I use the Nokia battery um, on my Blue Sky. And my whole fish finder can be removed within 30 seconds to put on the new kayak. That includes transducer mm-hmm. arm, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use the Nokia for that. But I want the Dakota lithium power box because I want to keep my GoPro charge. I want to keep my phone charge. I want to buy that that deeper. I want to be able to keep it charged. Yeah. Uh, if I run multiple GoPros, I want to be able to run cords out of the box, have them going up the line instead of buying individual power bank mm-hmm. power boxes, you know, and duct taping them. No, nah, I'm not on that. I want something that's legit, something that can be easily transportable. So I'm, I'm looking heavy at that, man. So I think yeah. I think add that to cart real quick. Let me pull that up and add that to cart. <laughs> honey, there goes some more vacation money. Yeah. The boy, let's have a conversation. So, um, yeah, no, man. I heard a lot of good stuff. They they sponsor the Michigan Ohio Kayak Trail, which I'm a board of directors on there too. And of course, oh, okay. uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna support who supports us, man. Hands down for sure. Yeah, so. for sure, man. That's how it works, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Right on. Right on. Um. Yeah, I think we covered most everything, right, man? I mean, I want to ask you about your PB, man. Tell me about your PB. Do you do you have a, a PB story, a personal best story? You were talking you, about that muskie, like. Yeah, man. You seen uh, that was my uh, that was my uh, personal best muskie, um, and I caught that on that chatterbait. Yeah. Uh, but my personal best bass, you seen it, bro? That video uh, yeah, when I was yeah. at uh, in uh, Louisiana, where I hit it with the. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you know where he, that cracks? Do you ever watch the Hodge twins on, on YouTube? That's exactly, that's exactly that's just that where you got it from. He, he brings it in like that. That he's always like looking at his beard and the jawline. That's where I get the jawline thing. He's always kicking yeah, it to the side. Yeah. Them dudes are the best ever, man. So when you brought it, when you brought it way back and came into the camera, I said, "That's the Hodge twins right there, man." Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's man, great. That was my personal best. I think that was a six pound, six ounce bass, man. Twenty two inches, bro. Yeah, I never knew how goofy I got over a big fish until I got a GoPro. And <laughs> it was time to like, you, you know, you're loading all your footage and you're watching. Oh, I can't wait to watch it on GoPro. Then you, then you see how goofy you are when you catch a big fish because you don't realize it at the time. You're just talking and hooping and hollering, but then you kind of see how other people would see you on the lake. You know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun, man. Oh, that's great. It, it took some. It took some time for. Uh for that for like how you can get your you know to be comfortable being on camera you know because even if it, you know even if you just by yourself and you just filming yourself but you know it's still kind of uh yeah. but when you start to get you know you want to do stuff like this or you're doing stuff for uh, a different company and they ask you hey can you do a video it's kind of like it, it's nervous you know you, you got to get used to using a gopro and being on front of the camera for after a while but yeah Dude, I'm so comfortable now, man. So to to do like goofy videos like that, <laughs> it's fun, you know. It's it's fun to me, man. Yeah, well, that's what people love. They love the realism, right? Yeah. They, they, there's some people out there that are just very stiff and they it's very fine tuned and polished. That's I'm not a polished dude, so I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give you realism as well. Now, like for me, I can have conversations conversations with random people and, and strangers mm -hmm. like like it's second nature to me. Professionally, I talk to people i don't know all day long yeah. so for me that aspect is is no problem to have a kind of like rapping with you right now mm -hmm. um the video being on video i was like oh it's a little goofy but then you know it's warming up to me now yeah. hey, we're, we're gonna try this real quick i got i got the video pulled up we'll see if we can pull the audio off this hold on one second <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I saw that, I called Jay. I was like, yo, did you see Rodney's video? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I saw it. That was badass. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I mean, there's so you could tell there's so much emotion built up in there, you know? Absolutely. Like, oh, man. You know, it's, uh, I know a lot of guys have struggled down there just because of the weather, you know, the bite, everything, man. And then you, you go and land a PB. It's just, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Um, and and even though I was being goofy in a video, but I was serious, man. Dude, it was yeah. it was it was a a decent morning, and then that cold front came through and stopped raining. The wind picked up, you know, in 
then with the rain and then the wind and it's cold, you out there, man. And it's like you, you, you're not going to give up, right? You're not yeah. going to drive 14 hours as to, you know, once right. the weather comes and go back to the ramp and send in the truck, right? No, right. You, you're going to stay out there and you're going to try to come up with a plan and you're going to fish, man. Yeah. And that's that's how I was going to do I wanted to get out. I wanted to go home so bad. You know, I was just at that point. I was defeated, dude. And um, I'm seeing guys around me popping them, dude. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Because um, the tournament day one, I got a limit, you know. And um, it took me. I was down there for 10 days. 10 days. Oh, wow. And the, the day before the tournament, actually, that's my first time getting on a bike. So it took me quite a while to actually wow. figure them out down there. So oh, once, yeah. I fig- once I figured them out and I figured out what the bike was on and um, – Found out the few selected trees that I did want to fish and catching those first five and getting a limit that that first day was awesome. I think that put me in 128th place. Nice. And, uh, and then um, I think I have 74 inches or something like that the first day. And then the second day I popped that six pounder um, using a using a wacky rig, man, and maybe a foot of water casting it up to a cypress tree. And uh, the fight was on, and uh, took a picture of that one. Got him on the catboard. Took a picture of that one. Threw threw right back out there. Boom! Hit another one. Um, another seventeen incher. Nice. And I was like, oh man, I might be on something. And then that front came in, dude, and it just it shut it down, man. It just yeah. shut it down. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of what happened to me at Nickajack after I lost my phone, man. I was on a I was on a bite. Oh. I caught like an eighteen and a half. And then mm-hmm. that fish that flopped off the board and knocked my phone out of my hand was like a 17 and three quarter. And then I was screwed, right? I had no way to take photos. So I had to go all the way back to the ramp, which was like a good half hour mm-hmm. from where I was fishing. And I got back to the ramp, got to the truck, got the GoPro. And right as I'm about to take back off, a huge storm rolled through, like straight up downpour winds causing two to three foot waves like all that and i'm like what am i gonna do sit here no i'm gonna jump in my damn kayak and get back out there but by the time i got back out there all the big fish had moved down and went lockjaw and yeah i mean i was fortunate enough to catch a, a few shorter ones and put together a limit for the day but man i know how that is man it's just you know when that happens you're just like oh you know you're just pissed you got a few uh-huh, choice uh-huh. words, and, you know, it is what it is, but that's fishing, man. That's fishing. It, 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 and when they say it's fishing, that's how it really is, man. It's fishing, dude. You really got to really gotta humble yourself and, uh, yep. and and be mentally focused and strong, man, because, you know, it's not always you going out there and you catching uh, fish like that, you know. Right. You think eight hours, I can catch five fish in eight hours, man, but it gets sometimes it gets to, like, holy shit, I can't even catch two, yeah. you know, or one. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know? Right. If I skunk out, I get pissed. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. The other day when I was out, uh, when I caught that 17, Brian, that I, I posted up, I was getting skunk left or right. You know, mm. I was like, what in the hell? You know, and then I start doubting myself. Like, yep. man, I don't even know what I'm doing out here. And da 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 And then all it takes is one fish, and it changes your whole perspective. You know, then you, then you kind of figure it out and say, okay. You well, know, I knew what they were doing, and, and the bass in that lake were – I actually have it on, on my uh, iPhone. But this one bass was so – 
it was, it was holding so high up in the surface, man, his fins were sticking out of the water. Yep. And it was right on the bank, and I threw everything at it, and I couldn't get him to even react, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, just a mental aspect of it, Stephanie. You gotta you gotta forget that you're competing. You gotta forget that you're in a tournament, and you gotta bring it back to its roots and just go fishing. You yeah, know? I I you know back in the day and the young youth of brian's age you know i used to play a lot of golf and they say golf is 98 percent mental two percent physical and i think that kind of carries over in efficient man if mm-hmm. if you're not there mentally especially in a tournament situation your day is going to be rough and yeah, uh, that, that was one thing uh you know i had a hard time getting over for a long time man if if you go out for a day of pre-fishing or just a day of fishing in general and you skunk you're like what the hell's wrong with me i lost my touch can't do it anymore mm-hmm. like you know all these thoughts are running through your mind and uh it, it it's hard to make your brain just shut off and chill out and relax and just just fish you know like oh, we're, we're yeah like we're used to doing um you know and especially in that tense tournament situation whether it be a small club event or a big Mm -hmm. national championship event if you Mm -hmm. can turn that switch off and just fish you're gonna have a good day on the water i think absolutely that's the that's the biggest thing man but uh yeah that's what that's a piggyback off a little bit off of that brian and um but yeah just having just having that focus man like uh, i've got a really close friend of mine and uh we we fish around in the same areas and you know do tournaments as well and uh, last year he was he didn't have a, the greatest year and he it really you know it really played on him all the way over you know to this year over the over the winter and i'm like dude you just gotta go fishing you know you can have uh yak attack you know crate and have whatever amount of 3600 plano plano boxes in there and how many baits it could be in a storage or in your truck but you're only going to tie on five or seven right 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 simplify it and, and and put on a bait that you're confident in and that you know how to catch fish on it and just go out there fishing and that's even if it's going back to a peg weight and a berkeley black power worm okay right right i caught i caught more fish on that single worm than any other any other bait just because it's simple it was the first bait that i actually used when i first started going bass fishing and i figured it out i figured out how i can use it and i figured and i could use it in a certain situation so tournament guys or guys is just out there fishing just to have fun remember let's go fishing because the if, if if you put too much of thought in it or or you you're, you're doubting yourself you just defeat yourself yeah. you know the biggest the, the biggest thing out there on the water is not to defeat yourself mm-hmm. you know right if if I'm saying that right, if you follow me right, yeah. So just go out there, go fishing, be open minded, and just let it come to you. It, it it'll come to you. It, yeah. it it really will. You actually just touched base on a key point too. What you just said, you knew that that black Berkeley power worm was going to work. You knew that was going to work. But we as fishermen, we know that something's going to work, but we'll go the complete opposite direction <laughs> and use something else. Yeah. Right? Because we just went to the bay shop. And we just bought this new chatterbait. We just bought this. We just bought this. Oh, everybody's uses this. I got to use it. The hell with what I know works. I'm going to use what I don't know that works. And mm-hmm. then you get pissed when you don't catch any fish. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. stick to what you know. There's a lot of hype on the market with a lot of different stuff. If you never use that and you don't know how that's going to work for you, 
but you have something in your tackle box that you know how to use and you know that produces use that shit on tournament day yeah right if it works for you over here most likely it's going to work for you there because you know how to present it there's a lot of versatile baits that will work statewide yeah some Mm -hmm. that won't some that won't you know but a lot that will the Mm -hmm. your cinco's those are statewide fish it doesn't matter where you're at in in the country that worm is going to work you know so just stick with what you know that's that's i mean what you just said right there is is key to a lot to i think probably winning a lot of tournaments too absolutely absolutely stick to what you know uh what you're comfortable at and uh you'll go out there and you'll catch five fish you're a produce you might not get the biggest bag right you know but yeah if you if you run these tournament scenes enough and you see the numbers, you see the same guys that's consistently like in a top five or top ten, they hitting anywhere from, you know, mid seventies to eighty, ninety inches. Not even ninety, about eighty four between I say between seventy four and eighty four inches consistently, those guys are always gonna come in a top ten. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times that'll get you first place, especially on your local tournaments. Yep. And early in the year, you know, in March, April, May. Mm-hmm. That's number one. That's you get you do it in ninety inches in those three months. You're you're probably pretty close to first, second, third, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. For sure. Well, I think that's uh, ending it on a positive note right there, man. Rodney, why don't you uh, why don't you plug all your sponsors, your social media, where people can follow you and uh, your journeys and everything else, man. All right, guys. So, yeah, um, if you guys want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at uh, Rodney Hicks Fishing. Also on uh, Facebook at uh, Rodney Yak Savage Hicks. Um, and just want to give a shout out to my sponsors, man. Uh, Doomsday Tackle, great company. You guys definitely, if you're looking for some soft plastics that really produce fish, go out and get some Doomsday uh, Tackle products. Um, also want to thank uh, Deeper Sonar, uh, Dakota and Lithium, Never Lost Gear. Um, Wu Tungsten, you know, all, all, all those guys, you know, has made a played a, a, a vital role in the success that I've been having out here on the water. And um, I couldn't do it without my, my sponsors and, my, you know, my partnerships. Um, hopefully just going forward, man, I could continue to produce some fish, man. My whole goal is to make it down to uh, Gunnersville in, you know, 2020. Heck yeah, and, man. Uh, so hopefully I can, I hopefully I can, you know, put my head down and go out and fish these last two tournaments we got out here uh, with the Great Lake Fishing Series. By the way, guys, uh, that's a stand-up series. You know, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of good sticks Heck in yeah. that series. Uh, we got a guy uh, Keith Gerhardt from Wisconsin. He's always in a mix. Um, we have uh, Don Thompson. You know, he yeah. fishes uh, KBL. He's always in a mix. Uh, good buddy of mine, Nick Van Gumpel, he's always in the mix. Um, Derek Aiken, you know Derek Aiken, um, myself. That's a lot of good guys that's in, in, a, in a Great Lakes kayak fishing series, and I learned a lot from them. That's one thing I could say about tournament fishing. If you want to fish around, if you want to become a better fisherman, fish around the good guys. You know, fish yeah, around absolutely. the guys that can go out there and, and, and slam. Heck yeah. You know? I remember one particular time, I don't know if you guys know him, but his name is Josh Bennett. He used to fish the KBL back in the day, and we had a tournament out in Monzonia. And this was, uh, I think it was my, either my first or second year, so I was still fresh at the tur- on the tournament scene. And he was sitting right next to me, and, and he was just casting all around my boat, man. Tad him up, pow, 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 you know, bass after bass on a Cinco. And I was like, son of a... Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know... 
you you fish around those type of guys, you know, those guys that's good sticks, it'll make you a better fisherman. That's my point. For and, sure. Um, yeah, but if you guys looking for an organization you want to fish, you know, KBL is a great organization as well. They've been around and got some traction. They're good guys. Uh, great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, like I said, as well. But, hell, if you want to do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we always looking for anglers, man. Um, what else? Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the show, first hey. and foremost. Yeah, man. Uh, man Brian, out, man. Pleasure Brian, meeting you, man. Yeah. Hey, for sure, man. You too. Brian, a stand-up guy, you know, always. And, dude, uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, you met me at that show, and you got me that stakeout pole. And, dude, you don't know how much that changed my fishing, you know. So I, I thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No sweat, man. No sweat, man. You know, you know, a lot of guys have learned. I know I'm, I'm new around the scene here, and, uh, you know, uh, I try to – keep a reputation where i'm always willing to help man and not only that but rocktown adventures you know we're the we're kind of the premium local shop for kayak fishing and mm-hmm. you know if anybody ever needs anything you know feel free to reach out man uh you know like i told rodney i ran down to the shop that morning before we came back to the show because he was going to be there grabbed his stuff and you know got him set up that morning i came and found you and was like hey man i got your stuff over in the booth so um, and it's the yeah, same thing, like going to tournaments, you know, like I'm fishing all these uh, KBF trail events. If somebody out there needs something um, and hits me up before I leave and we got it at the shop, man, I'll throw it in my trailer and bring it with me. So, um, you know, it's just just helping each other out. You know, it's just such a great community. You know, everybody's willing to help each other. So um, that that's kind of the going going thing man for sure but rodney thanks for uh taking the time out this morning to sit down and chat with us man it's uh it's good to finally get this one in the books man uh we've been talking about doing this one for a while for sure so yeah for sure man thanks for having me on the show man yeah i really dug it appreciate it yeah absolutely man so with that being said good talking to you too rick it's um before we get out yeah no doubt man absolutely yeah pleasure meeting you man yeah absolutely man so with that being said guys uh if you got a question comment um you want to hear a certain topic on the show feel free to reach out to us at paddle the letter n in fin at gmail.com uh be sure to check out uh, the paddle and fin website that's just paddle and uh huge shout out to our you know supporters uh rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak coyote sunglasses sweetwater brewing fish mob lures southern lake co michigan ohio kayak anglers and then most importantly guys don't forget the plastics recycling program save your used plastics from this season mail them to the address in the show notes it's also on our website uh our good friend eric richards out there at hammered lures melts those plastics downs and uh donates them to heroes on the water chapters so it's a good cause and instead of throwing those plastics in the garbage to fill a landfill let's reuse them so with that being said, guys, we'll see you next time. Tight lines and smooth paddling.
you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.